Hello, heroes, and welcome to another spookstravagant episode of One Shot, sponsored by the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're continuing our Kids on Bikes adventure with Patrick Rothfuss. But before we get to that, I want to remind everyone that my new book, The Ultimate RPG Backstory Guide, is out now, and you can find it anywhere books are sold. It's full of exercises that will help you add depth to your characters, level up your world building, and even keep role-playing when you're alone. Hurry and get the book that Travis McElroy intends to read at some point. Thank you, Travis. Uh, this Wednesday, the 16th, we'll be premiering the first episode of our new campaign series, Skyjacks. It's a piratical world inspired by folktales and the music of the Decemberists. Follow the crew of the Uhuru played by John Patrick Cohen, Johnny O'Mara, Tyler Davis, and Liz Anderson, as they try to find a life on the run from the dreaded Red Feather Syndicate. You can find Campaign on your favorite podcasting app now, and listen to our recently completed Star Wars campaign, or the preview for Skyjacks. With all of that out of the way, I'll see you in the mid-roll, heroes. Now I think... It's time to cut to an external shot of this production studio. You monster! You monster! <laughs> uh, where where we we produce uh, what was it? Mad Science, which is an extremely kitschy name, and I love. Yep. Yeah. What is his yeah. name? What is your character's name? Doctor. Is Mister Bailey a doctor? I don't think. No. So. Wait, no, no, I think the, his cable no, access cable persona access is. Persona. He's a doctor. That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cable access because there's Mister Wizard. Wasn't it Doctor Manwich? Doctor. <laughs> I feel like Doctor Manwich is pretty on brand for this witch town. <laughs> Doc- oh yeah, Doctor uh, Manwich. <laughs> and you have to be like, no, it's not the sandwich. It's Doctor <laughs> Man yes. Space. Witch. Oh my god. <laughs> uh <laughs> man witch i'm just i can't i can't I, I i feel like it would be like calling him dr sloppy joe right yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sloppy joe. Like that's like what that's what uh, that's what there's just a lot of there's a lot of food based names sure we could, yeah there's a lot of food there's been a lot of food i think i think we can we can have a more normal name for, for yeah what, what is well, your, i know what brody's gonna call what him. is your on-screen personality's name uh, I think it's probably like not very good. It's der, Dr. Science. Like Dr. Science is good. You know, it's like it's it's not catchy, it's not sexy. Uh, my actually um, one of my cool favorite Ryan North bits is Professor Science. Professor Science that Professor Science. Yeah. Uh, oh. well, not Wait, that one, that, no, that one is the the long neck dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um but never appears on panel. Yeah, Dramecium. Oh, it is. No, Dramecium always, always appears on panel. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. We don't need to argue about bits from dinosaur comics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do later. <laughs> Professor Science, is law, assuming Ryan North isn't very litigious, I think Professor Science is I love it. A, great, I love it. a great bad name. So yeah, this is a local TV station. It's Saturday it's bright. The sun is out. There are a couple clouds in the sky. And I think we have our group of kids who arrived first. I think I stayed up all night. Oh, yeah. I think I was just so freaked out because I think out of all of us, aside from Mr. Bailey, I saw the most. So like, that's kind of like nightmare inducing. So I just stayed up and 
was like, well, I guess I'll go now. Yeah, so looking even more sickly than normal. <laughs> sickly and pale, just sitting on the on the stoop outside the studio waiting for people to get there. Just kind of like hugging my knees to my chest and thinking like, oh boy. Mm, okay. Then who's next? I think I probably arrive mm-hmm. next. Yeah, so um, we, we, we have Hank skateboarding, up. Skateboarding up. And I, I think it is obvious uh, based on Cody's face that Cody is not doing great. Cody did not sleep the night. Whoa, buddy. You okay? I've seen things, Hank. <laughs> I've seen things. Like what? Have you ever felt that what you know wasn't real? And what is real is something that you can't even imagine. And you can't even imagine the real world because it's so far away from you. And then when you see something so horrible that you feel like nothing is real. And what's That's the point Brody of living? <laughs> Brody rolls up blaring his motor. From his <laughs> like, so yeah, to cut you off. <laughs> and then the living <laughs> is going on. And yeah. <laughs> I take um, Mr. T Bear out of my backpack and I put it on your knees. Oh, it looks like someone needs a hug from Mr. T. What up, munches? (laughs) (laughs) And he tells the whole story about his night. And he goes, and I said, "What are you, some kind of pervert?" And it was hilarious. (laughs) You asked them if they were a pervert, and then you mooned them. Yeah, just to show them what they couldn't get. Oh. It's a fourteen-year-old boy. Let me. No, no. This all scans. This all makes sense. It really does. (laughs) I had a pretty normal night. Oh, Cody, Iggy can say my name now in two different ways. Wow, you've been trying to do that for three years. You can say it in his regular way, and he can say it in a kind of creepy, deep voice. You spent three years on this. You try to turn some sort of animal into more person. It's true. I once tried to turn a rat into like a cool rats and nim rat, and then it bit me. Have you seen things last night that were so horrible? Wait, so was it like some kind of pervert? I don't know what. Hey, I'm... that's my line. I just it was it was crazy. It was like a big old bird, but it was bigger than a bird. And the only two types of birds are owls or hawks. Thank you. <laughs> The only two types. The of only two birds. types of birds are. Cody, what kind of bird is Iggy? He's kind of a hawk, right? <laughs> There's a like, hawk owl spectrum. <laughs> yeah, there are two genders: the hawk and the owl. Hawk. Well, he's, well he, he sleeps at night, so he's not an owl. <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. I mean, the sad thing is that's not that far off yeah. from what scientific taxonomy is. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Especially in this horrible anti-scopes monkey trial town. Oh, God. It's, like, it's very pro-science, but the science is just wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then it had his eyes on its wings, and it, like, it stared into my soul. And then it was just, I couldn't scream, but I knew. Why not? Th- I just couldn't. Like, like, were you sick or? Well, I'm always sick. So this was different from normal. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I wanted to scream, but I couldn't. And then. Did it, you have a mouth? Yeah. So you could scream. Yeah. But you didn't. No. 
I always have a mouth. Mr. Bailey! Mr. Bailey! Starts banging on the window, on yeah. the door. But it was horrible. You guys, I don't, I, I think there's something up. I think there's something, like, some scary. An older woman opens the door to <gasps> the production studio. <laughs> may I help you? I, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> ask her, may you? I don't know. May you? <laughs> I, that was what I said. I said may. Immaterial. What what can I do for you, children? Where are the snacks? We're the snack attack for the Mr. Science show. I believe. I'm I'm sorry. You're here for Mr. Science. Yeah. Where's Where's the green room? Yeah. Follow me, and she leads you inside this production studio. You can see like headshots of local news anchors on the wall. Nice. You can see an award case that has like a daytime Emmy in it. Oh, there's a There's a signed picture of the local meteorologist. Yes. What? Chet Williams? Chet Williams! Who's got a big mustache and curly hair Mm -hmm. and a receding hairline. Yeah. Love Chet Williams. It's going to rain today. Means you're going to get Chet. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy. I love Chet Williams. And then, like, moving past that, you get to a much smaller production room where you can see Mr. Bailey in his very dramatic white lab coat um, <laughs> that he has for Professor Science. I think he also has to wear a, a graduation cap. Yeah, he wears a graduation cap. And he wears a diploma around his oh, neck. Of course. <laughs> of course he has the, the, the graduate, the mortar. He's one of the, the two birds, an owl, as a puppet. <laughs> he talks to occasionally. <laughs> Well, I believe you'll have everything that you need here. Um, <laughs> he sounds funny. Yes. Good day. Can I have a hug? <laughs> you can't get hugs from strangers. I can do whatever I want. I've seen hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is the first thing that you hear from these kids as they've entered the room. Is the <laughs> I've seen hell. <laughs> I, I look up from the beakers and Alembics and... Uh, hey. Oh, well, you brought the whole team. Great. Your old lady said she'd show us where the snacks were. Have you met Chet Williams? Have you met Chet Williams? <laughs> Is there an echo in here? Is there an echo in here? What's going on? <laughs> uh, no. No, he seems like, seems like a, seems like a great, great guy, oh, though. It's the um, adult I've ever seen. Um, I, I wish so, he was my dad. He's he's the had the biggest influence me on any adult in the world. Any Chet adult, any adult. There's no other adult that can match Chet Williams. No, even though he's through a TV, and I have no actual interaction with him in my day to day life. Me either. He influences me more. If I can get on the straight and narrow, it'll be because of Chet Williams. Everything I am today is due to Chet Williams. <laughs> anyway, what's up, Mr. <laughs> Bailey? <laughs> he's. You know, he's actually probably just like watching the Laurel and Hardy show, like like oh, genuinely amused. Like like I, I know what you're doing. Like let, let's let's see how long you can keep this going, kids. <laughs> when I'm done with when I'm done with my meal at restaurants, I'll go, Chet, please. <laughs> All right, everyone shut up. <laughs> let's keep doing the show. That Chet's out. <laughs> I don't have any puns. I just like them. 
I need I need a little just just a quick word here uh, with Brody before we fire up. Is that okay with you guys? I'll go to the board. <laughs> I'll go to the snacks. Uh, sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a fridge over there. What's this one do? There's some fresca. No, don't no no don't don't touch any of those and do not mix them together. We're gonna do that on the show. I <laughs> <laughs> So I just kind of get Brody a little bit off to the side. And uh, I showed up. Okay, I'm here. I I appreciate that. I really do. I even put this tie on. He's it's, got a tie it's around a- his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 a beautiful tie. Uh, now here's the thing. You know, we can have fun in the classroom, but we need to talk a little bit about the show. Yeah, what's the format? And I'm just is it gonna- three cameras? Is it two camera? Is there a roving one? Is there an act break? Um, <laughs> we mostly do two on two. Okay, you know? all right. The heads up display? No? Okay. Brody, I'm going to be honest with you here. I want to cut you a break, but you need to toe the line here because I could lose the show if you get cussed on here. And... There's a lot of little kids that watch it. I don't just do this like for fun because I got nothing better to do on my Saturday. <clears throat> it's like, the biggest lie ever, but he sells oh, it. You know, he sold this lie. You know, he goes, There's a lot of kids that watch this and they like it. And they have the chance to grow up and do some really great things with their lives. And if they say you, an older kid, cooler kid, Who's actually into science and willing to like be curious about things and like learn things? It'll be really good for him. That's kind of why I need you on here. I've been looking for an excuse to to bring you you out here for a while. I I didn't figure just a straight up invitation would would cut it. I was kind of glad, you know that. Uh, I'm glad my failure worked kinda, out for you. Well, I'm glad Hank kind of opened the door, right? You know, Mister Bailey. Um, I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Okay, because in class, you and I, we can joke around, like you said. But if you think I'm ever going to do anything to besmirch the house of Chet Williams, I will never. <laughs> I would never do that. You don't understand me as a person. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna mention anything, but he does watch the show with his kid. See, Chet Williams watching the show. <laughs> That's all you had to say. He pulls the. The tie down from his head, and he puts it around his t-shirt neck. Um. So, <laughs> at this moment, I think the door to this studio opens, and a reporter walks in the room. I think, uh, Mr. Hello, Bailey, welcome to Professor Wizard's hut. Would you, you like to take a business card? I'm his representative. You recognize this reporter because they they also work in the station. They're they're part of the local news staff. And the question that I have for you, Pat, is what makes this person the most attractive person you have ever met? <gasps> it's the fact that they are. An extremely stylish, kind of dapper. Mm. They're full on dapper. He dresses a little bit out of the age, a little bit. So we're talking a little bit Paul F. Tompkins here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little, you know, like he can wear wingtips and not look like he's a poser. Wow. Wow. 
this fellow is also kind of like in his mid 30s and i'm gonna say he's a little bit chubby too but he's like, like early paul Tompkins. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the, the good vintage Tompkins is what we got um, Tommy central roast we're going to full Tompkins, everybody. It's the 80s. Uh, he, he's got a mustache um, going. Very good. And he's got a bow tie on. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were using the studio today. Oh, oh, it's it's the Professor Science Show. Well, h- how are you doing? Do you, we, we don't have a first name for Mr. Bailey. Uh, Sebastian. Sebastian. <gasps> nice. Sebastian. As soon as we hear it, we all go, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that in my back pocket. <laughs> so yeah, he goes. How are you doing, Sebastian? Uh, great, great. Well, I uh, see we got a lot of kids in the studio today. Just great. Yeah, my uh, we're his crew. Uh, yeah, my my science 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 little science. I'm executive producer. Uh, uh, yeah. What, uh, what, 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 did, did you, did you need the studio? Oh, no, I didn't need the studio. I'm just here because I think I left some of my notes about a report that I'm doing in here and goes, oh, there they are. And he moves over to a table that's, uh, I think, like close to the snack area. And there is a file sitting on that table. Growling um, as he gets near. As he picks it up, papers spill out of it. You guys can see scattered all over the ground photographs. They are black and white photographs that look like they're from the 20s, 30s era. Some of them are photographs of the witch house, which I think resonates very deeply with you, Mr. Bailey. I want a brains roll from Hank. How do I spend adversity points again? I think it's as many as you want on a roll. I don't before have or after my computer in front of me right now. It would be before. Okay. I'm not going to spend any adversity tokens. I'm just going to roll. All right. Five. Five. Yeah, I, I think that this is within the general capability of, of anyone in the populace. You look down and you see some of these papers have uh, sacred geometry on them. They look like they're for, or photocopied from library books as part of like a larger report. But you see a symbol that you've just seen before. Um, uh, I just pick up that photograph. Thank you very much. And I don't hand it back to him. I just hold on to it and I say, where's this from? Oh, uh... <laughs> That, that's that's from a history book. I've been sort of doing a report on town's history, you know, coming up very soon. We've got Halloween and everybody always wants to learn more about the witch house. And you got to make a color copy? <laughs> I, I did. I, I needed it because this is one of the architectural notes uh, about uh, the witch house. It's actually really important. Excuse I don't like a witch house. Sir, uh, uh, out of curiosity, what's your name? Oh, oh. <laughs> I pop in between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, very surprised. You might recognize me from the news. Oh, my God. Brock? 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 Oh, my God. I'll, they say Lesnar. Yeah, I, I was, <laughs> Lesnar was literally the only name that I could think of, which is not good. I should call him Brock Matthews. Brock Matthews. Oh, Mr. Matthews, I have a few questions for you. First of all, what are your interests? What uh, do you like? What are your turn-ons and turn-offs? How do you know Sebastian? Ba- our good friend Seb. Uh, bash. Bash. Uh, so, well, do you so, like long walks in the rain? I'm sorry. Uh, do you want me to answer these questions? You want a party, Seb? 
Where did you get that? What's your favorite scent? Witch house? <laughs> I've been trying to set up this witch house yeah, bit the I whole know. time. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. wait, wait. Uh, you, you, do it again. Do it again. Witch house? That house. <laughs> Haven't you? I guess Sebastian doesn't teach. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You do it again. <laughs> wait, witch house? Uh, witch house. Yeah. No, but witch house. Yeah, the witch house. No, but witch house. Yeah, the witch house. No, but I know it's that house, but witch house. Yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> Can I five him? Uh, Bones. He he looks a bit overwhelmed. I'll sort of step in between. And I'll be like, "Oh, okay, kids. Uh, or you you can all put on your lab coats. Oh, um, yeah. No problem, SB. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um. And and I'll like do that awkward thing where I'm trying to help him clean up the papers, yeah. and I am in no way helping, mm-hmm. just kind of hovering and getting in the way. Yeah, and but he he's extremely patient with it. What uh, would it take for me to pocket this photo that I have? Uh, that is, I like flight. Maybe I don't think it's flight. I am gonna say charm. Actually, I, ooh, yeah. oh, because I think it's yeah. You're sort of subtly trying to yeah. nine. Nine. Yeah, you are able to pocket this photocopy with with ease as there's so much going on. And like, I think one of the reasons that it's difficult for Mr. Bailey to be like helping is he's kind of distracts distracted and fixated on this house that he found himself in front of uh, last night without much of an explanation for it. Yeah, I, I say so. Uh, I, I do always see the you know everybody talks about it i'm surprised that anyone would actually buy the place and move in (laughs) i mean we are too that piece of real estate has been sitting there for a long time it's not like it's a bad neighborhood it's just you know nobody wants the history of that house i guess time's got to move on and eventually people got to move past this history but i i we were doing a little bit of a profile on the family and then of course a profile on the place itself as he says that he picks up one of the photographs that was face down and turns it over to put it in the file. And you can see that this is indeed the young woman who was standing (gasps) in front of your door the night previous (gasps) as he closes a file. Well, I'm going to get out of your hair, Sebastian. But before like who, uh, who, who that, that Hmm? picture was that is, is that the, who is that? Now, Sebastian, I know that you're a science teacher and not a history teacher, but I think you'd know your local social studies. Well, that's, I mean, she looks familiar, but why can't I put, can't quite put my finger on it? Well, that's Mary Heller. That's the witch. Oh, okay. I mean, I usually see like cartoons and it's like they've always got the pointy hat on her yes, or whatever. Yes, I mean, she's been made into a bit of a mascot, but. You know, he he pulls out the picture again. This is a picture of her back from when the trial was going on. I mean, there wasn't a lot of national attention, so things didn't circulate too much about it. But uh, this is the best photograph that we have of her. It's right before she was put to death. From uh, the back. Of who? Of Mary Heller? Witch! (laughs) Witch house! No. (laughs) Damn it, Cody! (laughs) It's funnier when we get the adults to do it. Okay. You know, I, I think you're gonna you're gonna like this report, especially if you've never heard the story before. It is radical. I think I used that right. He says, looking over. Hank gives you a thumbs up. Yeah. (laughs) 
Cody goes, <laughs> shakes his head back and forth slowly. Cody just drowning in a lab coat. I put it on! <laughs> so, I mean, are you going to be out there... Uh, out out by the uh, the witch house? We probably should still keep calling it the witch house, should we? Well, I mean, maybe not uh, once, once the new family moves in, but until then, it's still a bit of a historical landmark. To answer your question, we haven't shot our video package of it yet. Uh, we're actually going to be doing that later tonight. Uh, we kind of want to get the spooky Halloween effect for it. Sounds like a date! <laughs> Is that not where that's supposed to go? Excuse me? What? Yeah, Mr. Bailey's like, all right, who likes science? And it's like, fire. And uh, and, and he does. He, he absolutely immediately drops into the Dr. Science character and, and like turns on his heel. He's like, what's the Dr. Science theme song? Uh, How dare you? <laughs> oh, You're a no, monster. It's, I'll help. <laughs> Patrick is a best-selling author. He does not need to be put through this. That's why. No, no, no. Gotta come it's... back down to this peg of mine, man. <laughs> Get back down here in the nitty gritty. Uh, but can he improvise a theme song <laughs> right. for a children's science program? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. It's. Uh... Oh God, no! If he can do this, it means he's better than us. <laughs> yeah, if he can do this. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Oh, you know, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a Mister Rogers riff. Uh-huh. Okay. He takes off the lab coat. It, is this live? Do they shoot it live? Or oh, they, I hope they, so. They yeah, that's why you had to give such a careful talk to Brody because it's yeah, live. It's oh, I fucking painted myself in the corner there, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's actually what it is. It's like, I look up at the clock and I'm like, we have. Oh fuck, it's two minutes. <laughs> and so, and I'm like, I'm like, we got two minutes, kids. You okay? That is not the right size. You switch <laughs> with with you, and I take <laughs> off the lab coat, and uh, don't and, make and I, for children this sickly. <laughs> <laughs> I look great. And I I go. I'm sorry. I've got to go out the door. Brock, thanks so much. You probably. I understand you're you're super busy. You're welcome to stay and watch if you want, but I know you probably got deadlines, right? Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, in order to do this video package tonight, uh, I, I do have a deadline, but uh, I'll I'll uh, try to watch the rerun. Sounds like a date. Okay, thanks. Uh, Ninety <laughs> seconds, everyone. You kids, get out from behind there. I have to come in. I'm going to walk there. You stand over over by the chair. Over by the chair. What if you come in through um, a different? No, it's always this door. Uh, is there a cameraman in there? Yeah, there's a. <laughs> He's been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, smoked a cigarette and just been waiting. His yep. union. <laughs> I don't start working until the clock hits three. <laughs> okay, so we come in, and then the red light goes on, and I five, four, mm. silent, three, silent, two, silent, go. Let me get the point. <laughs> Opens the door, comes in, smiles. Oh, we've got physics and math. And I do this as I come in and I unbutton the sweater vest. I take it off and then I put on the lab coat. So it's very Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers. And then I put on the goggles. Oh, you guys are going to recognize this. It's the Oscar Mayer uh, jingle. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my... Favorite type of science. It's 
kind of great. I'm glad you all could join me. We're going to celebrate the wonders of the natural world. A few things that you might have hurled <laughs> with... <laughs> And then Brody throws something across the screen <laughs> just to help him out. <laughs> With math of trajectory and some rocket launching, here we land. That's almost, <laughs> that's almost solid. It was pretty slow, but I think it's I... Good. Good. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I love it. And I like that this for this show, the theme song changes like every week with the new subject. Too. And actually, that's, so that is absolutely it. And so he comes in and he does a little ditty. And so like he does probably fumble a little bit through it. Like there's a, there's a moment where he looks panicked at the camera. He's like, where the fuck is my rhyme? I didn't write this out ahead of time. Normally I would get this ready the night before, but I was fucking hypnotized. (laughs) And then I'm like, uh, hey everyone out there in TV land, uh, welcome to mad science. And today we have not one special guest, but three special guests. Then I, I sort of relax and I slide right into it. Yeah. I want to know, because we can't obviously have an entire episode of professor science I mean, or mad science. Uh, I, I do want to know uh, <laughs> through the episode, cause I think it had ups and downs. Uh, I'm going to put this power in Steven's hands. Uh, what is something unexpected that was almost a disaster during uh, this filming? Brody had brought, <clears throat> excuse me, Brody had brought on his own, uh, his uh, old can of mom's hairspray oh. and his lighter. Oh my God. So he made his own flamethrower. Brody, no. Oh Oof. boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like that. Like, ah! imitatable acts mm-hmm. uh, that, that could have been bad but you could find this at home i think <laughs> yeah. the lighter <laughs> in your very own home I think, like in, yours, in yours in yours in yours and yours Williams. i think the lighter fails to like ignite immediately and you are stopped from doing that like <laughs> sure. in a pretty graceful move by mr <laughs> bailey uh <laughs> what is a moment that involves your skateboard uh that sort of went off without a hitch hank um so i hank has been waiting for his chance to be on this show for a very long time and now that he finally has his oh chance gosh, yeah. there are two other kids on the show with him so he's like getting poutier as the show goes on mm-hmm. until finally at some point uh they're doing something that involves a need for sodium chloride <laughs> brody's brody and uh cody are like hunched over at the table trying to help mr bailey and hank can't get in the shot so <laughs> he skateboards behind them mm-hmm. and throws salt that he got some salt packets that he found in his pocket right onto the table does like a little peace sign and then off camera crashes into um everything but it looks extremely graceful on camera so like poochy yeah it gets extremely poochy yeah off camera he died on the way back to his home home planet yeah he was he was found by the government finally they figured out where he lived um it's a mark and mindy situation Uh, I, I, I want to know what is a true success that Cody had uh, on in this filming this program. Cody, during one of the experiments, he's taken a, a side and they're uh, 
they just get like a two shot of him, Mr. Bailey, and Cody's just going just straight up. Today we're gonna prove the existence of God. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Is he a guy or is he more of an idea? What's what's the type of ways that we can see God? And, then, <laughs> and Mr. Bailey's just like shushing him. <laughs> but like just for uh, and then Mr. Bailey just like you know. <laughs> Actually, because like this is all like rocketry trajectory, different propellants and whatever. And I'd be like, you know, interesting fact the theory of the Big Bang originally was from a priest. Because no one else before that had ever thought that something could come from nothing. But a religious person didn't have that problem. A lot of people think religion and science don't fit together, but I think that religion is just an enjoyment of the natural world, and a god who made something beautiful like this would like us to enjoy it. Perfect. God is a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, like a moment that was almost disastrous turns out to be delightful. And then finally, uh, I I want to know, Pat, what is a moment where despite Brody and all of his like posturing and, and whatnot, what was a moment that feels like Brody and Mr. Bailey really connected? It's one of those things where I'm used to either working with a stooge Mm -hmm. who is just going to golly gee through the whole thing or occasionally like somebody pulls a string to like or during like uh, to get some publicity or for the show to impress somebody like somebody gets their kid on the show. And that's always a nightmare. Um, So because you kind of have to lead them around by the nose to get them to like ask the right questions or understand things in the right way. But as we're going through, um, like we're, we're talking about chemical propellants and like how rockets go to the moon, because of course the space program is much more advanced um, (laughs) in Carter's America. And so we're talking about all these different things and when we're talking about, you know, what things explode and how they explode, Brody actually is, is like talks about it and it's cool and he forgets to be a teenager for a little yeah. bit and is legitimately like, really? Like, you know, like, and he asks the right, all the right questions that if I had scripted them, he would have asked them. And he's like, but then why doesn't it blow up? And he's like, well, it does blow up, but it blows up in a certain direction, you know? And it's like, yeah, but then – and it's like, well, yeah, that's actually what used to happen back in the day. But now, da 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 oh, da da great. And so it's, it's just this little mo- – and then eventually he clamps down again, I'm guessing. But there is this moment where he's just a kid and he's just like, oh, shit, this, this is cool. And it's everything that I've always wanted the show to be. And it's happening naturally. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, heroes, it's James, your game master. I hope you're enjoying the show this week. There are a couple moments in this show that terrified me, uh, the person making it. Uh, I will be sure to point those out to you on Twitter after we're done. But this week, I wanted to talk to you because we're sponsored by our friends from the Nerdy Show Network, the Cthulhu Mystery Program. 
Now, you might have heard my promos for this in the pre-roll for the first couple episodes, but I wanted to talk about what is cool about this in the mid-roll this week. The Cthulhu Mystery Program is an actual play that's modeled after classic radio dramas. Now, if you're a huge nerd like me, you grew up listening to radio dramas like The Green Hornet and Superman uh, when you were a kid. If you are not like me, this is kind of a magical art form. It is a lot like the actual play that we do here at One Shot, uh, but it's got more production, uh, meaning there'll be sound effects, there'll be more music cues than we tend to use. It's something that can really spirit you away. Cap Blackard, uh, one of the folks who produces the Cthulhu Mystery Program, has been a good friend of mine for a while, and I'm impressed by pretty much everything they do audio-wise. Uh, so be sure to check out the Cthulhu Mystery Program. Series 2, The Terrible Secret of Lot X, is going to be debuting in October, but you can listen to Series 1 now over at CthulhuMystery.com or on your favorite podcast player. And if you don't know the Nerdy Show Network, they're behind productions like Dungeons and Doritos and Ghostbusters Resurrection. And if you like any of those shows, the Cthulhu Mystery Program is going to go great for you. A huge sincere thanks to the Nerdy Show Network for sponsoring this episode and the past couple episodes that they've sponsored. They helped us make this series that I'm really excited about. Uh, before we get back to the show, I did want to remind everybody that we've got a few conventions coming up. November 1st through 4th, you're going to be able to catch me, Alex Roberts, Jim McClure, Megan Dornbrock, Daniel Kwan, and DC at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey. Then, November 9th through the 11th, you'll be able to find me, Mel D'Amato, Megan Dornbrock, Jim McClure, and the Broadswords at Akatacon in Dayton, Ohio. This week on Twitch, we've got a new episode of Total Party Kill starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. You can find that and more at twitch.tv slash one-shot-rpg. And finally, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Matthew Friedley, thank you so much. Vivian Morgan Sloan, thank you. Colin Matter, thanks so much, Colin. Kariana Odio, thank you so much. Eli Winter, thank you. Erasmus Quayle, thank you very much. Ben Hamlin, thank you. Kyle Schaefer, thank you so much, Kyle. Hannah Taylor, thank you. Benjamin Slivkoff, thank you so much. Elliot Schutcher, and I, I think I said that right, Elliot, and I'm so sorry if I didn't, but thank you very much for supporting us. Chris Newton, thank you for your support. Bruno Falcon, thank you so much. And Teresa Nelson, thank you. Thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at this network possible. From this show to campaign to all of our fantastic interview programs and all of the new actual play shows that we've been able to add in the last year, you're making dreams come true. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. And so the kids and Mr. Bailey put on a memorable episode of Mad Science. Brimming with confidence from a successful production, and at the urging of several excited young children, Sebastian Bailey asks Brock if he might be open to the idea of letting the kids come along and see the living history of the witch house for themselves in person. Brock excitedly agrees. We resume our story, and I believe we left off <laughs> in transit to the Witch House because our good friend Brock uh, is going to be shooting a, a promo piece there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because so af shooting after decades and decades of it being uh, 
abandoned, uh, there will be folks uh, living inside it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in combination with all of the Halloween themed stuff that the station has been doing recently, this one feels like a real easy knockout for for the station. Uh, and I think you guys were invited along. So I want to get an exterior shot of this witch house. Um, and we've we've already seen a little bit of it. But now because we're in front of it, I would like a detail from each of you about a quality that this house has. What makes it intimidating? What makes it foreboding? All of the faucets and every single place where water would come out, the water is green. Interesting. That's very cool. Okay. We also have to keep in mind if people are going to be living here for the first time, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't want to live somewhere. That's you know what? That's that's actually fine. It's it's fine to keep those details in there. You'll you'll discover why. Okay. There are three chimney uh, things. Is it chimney? The end of the word? Chimneys. I think chimneys. Okay. There's three chimneys. So that means there's three. I guess. Mm. Three, three chimney stacks, uh, one on left, right, and down the middle. So that means or, or did three... you mean three chimney sweeps sort of dancing on the roof? I did not mean that. Okay, you did. Wait for my Mary Poppins adventure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's I'm three burnt. chimneys, uh, right, left, and down the middle, uh, which means there's three fireplaces somewhere in the house. Oh, I like the idea that they're all uh, working. Those chimneys are like not symmetrical either. Oh and no, they're and they're made from different material. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Like mm-hmm. one of them is like sort of falling apart and looks cobbled together. It gives it a very uh, uh, intimidating silhouette. Each the previous sky. owner has added a chimney to this house. Each <laughs> chimney more haunted than the yes. last. Yes. <laughs> so they 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 represent the era in which they were constructed. Hmm. Um, I think that the lawn or what used to be the lawn. So. I think previous owners tried to like make a lawn and have grass, but it would always get overgrown and would die really quickly. But so at the same time, it became like brambles and full of things that they just simply couldn't cut. So oh, I think what happened man. is that they just tore everything out. And now it's just dirt, very like dry, spooky dirt. But there's all of like these crumbly weeds still trying to grow, even though no one has planted anything in years. I love that. Yeah. And they're dead trees on, on that lawn, too. Mm-hmm. I would play off of the uh, the, the chimneys. There's a, a cool book I read once called Houses That Grew. And as gr- as somebody who grew up in a house that got moved somewhere, and then there was an addition, and then another addition, and another addition. Like, I love the thought, not, not necessarily like Winchester Manor yeah. sort of thing, but a big house that has been added to, and then changed, and then changed and then change, but it's also legitimately, it's a big, like a big, big Victorian that then had like maybe part of it burned down and then oh, they yeah. added a bit. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is on the inside, you'll get like four stairs that lead up and then it turns and then there's like a weird corner. Not everything fits together quite right. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think- And so like, like why would you have three stairways going up you know and like one of them is super narrow it's like it's it's not a planned house but it grew up organically over many like remodelings and repairs and revisions and additions i love it this is an architectural frankenstein monster Uh, like interior and exterior there there are parts of the house from the outside that you look at and uh when you're inside them you you're like this this seemed like it was a different size Mm -hmm. uh 
and it's very disorienting to walk through. I love that. And finally, I think the second story windows, it's the shape of them. They are pentagonal windows. Uh, They're extremely unusual looking. They must have been custom commissioned. And it gives this uh, place, especially when there is light emanating from them, a deeply unnerving look to it. Does it look like eyes? Yes, of course. Of course it looks like eyes. Happy eyes? No. No. So I think y'all got to have fun riding over in a news van. Um, And I can't wait to see these rambunctious kids uh, pull out of that news van. I think Brock steps out and is like visibly tired uh just from having been in that place i i think the uh, you know what i, I kind of feel like mr bailey might also have been stretched to his wits end just because there's so much to break in a new van. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to touch and all of it can be broken and it's so very expensive so it was kind of a full-time duty to mm-hmm. prevent that from happening i i also remember in the 80s, riding around in a friend's dad's van. He was a plasterer, and there were two seats in it. And then we all just sat on the floor in the back <laughs> because, like, what is a seatbelt? Why does that matter? <laughs> just rolling around. Um, so I do, I do imagine, like, the kids, like, like absolutely, like, doing it while the, while the van is moving around town. Oh, for certain. There's no question of that at all. So, like, the camera crew, like, ushers the kids out first. And Mr. I'm first grip. <laughs> Mr. I'm best boy. <laughs> Mr. Bailey, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're best boys in news crews, uh, but Mr. Bailey is soon to follow after, and the sun is not setting yet. They probably got a, an hour of good light before it does because they wanted to get the house when there, it was light out during sunset and, of course, at night uh, for this promo piece. Um, so there's this shot of the group of you standing in front of this house, and you can see the second story windows there is like some dim illumination um and those eyes those not happy eyes look down at you in this shot and then uh y'all are free to look around uh, you you notice uh, there's a lot of activity here there, there's not just uh the local news that's arrived um but there appear to be like contractors uh moving around looking at things it's not a young family, but there is a couple that seems to be looking over things. And when Brock pulls up in the news van, they walk over to him and it looks like they're having a conversation. I would like to hide. Okay. What is that flight? Or? I think that's flight. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Not what? a great roll, huh? <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta get your ones out early. Okay, uh, so I... So so that's a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, please tell me... Uh, cartoonish attempting this. Yeah, what, what you, so you're like not really hiding so much as you're like playing a game as though you were hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are you doing? So my thought when I saw these people was that I needed to get away from them as fast as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped directly out of the back of the van, expecting that my skateboard would be under me forgetting that my skateboard was in my backpack. Uh-huh. So I just kind of landed on the dirt. Oh, he tucked 
did you do a tuck and roll? I did a tuck and roll. Aww. And then I tried to, you know, like when cats fall from a high distance and they try to make it look like they did it on purpose? Yeah. I do like sort of one of those, but I definitely audibly yelped as I fell. And so I see this young couple. They obviously see me. I yeah. look very chagrined. And then I kind of scuffle behind the van to try to get out of their line of sight. Yeah, I think one, um, upon seeing you, roll a brains. Sorry, real quick. What does easygoing do? Easygoing. If you fail, you get an extra adverse, so you, uh, oh, adversity. Oh, so two adversity. So now I have three two. adversity. Someone's times. a chill boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chill boy. I mean, I fail all the time. So. Chill boy. Roll that brains be. roll. It's your D8. D8. More like a date. More like oh. that. Nice. That is a five. Okay, so I, I think it's not a challenge for you at all to see the couple, like, you notice when they saw you, one whispered something to the other and they nodded. Mm. Okay. So uh, what, what's everyone else doing? Brody got out slowly out of the van, shut the back door, put his hand on the back door, and whispered to himself, I can't believe Chet Williams sat here. <laughs> oh, my God. He kind of takes a deep breath. And walks over to like one of the grips or whatever and tries to like grab the bag out of their hand to help him. <laughs> he goes, I got it. Aww. I think what I'm trying to do is gas up Mr. Bailey a little bit, trying to build up his confidence mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. his crush. So I'm so I'm just talking like So Mr. Bailey, how are you feeling? Are you feeling relaxed? Do you what do you need a do you need a beverage? Do you need a, a are you feeling confident? You look great. You look the most handsome I've ever seen you. Um you know, Cody, that is that is so kind of I'm you. gonna be straight with you, Mr. Bailey. You're a single man. The clock's a ticking. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take chances while you can, you know? And I just wanna say, you should live your life with confidence. Because if you don't live your life with confidence, how's that living at all, you know? I see you doing like kind of a casual lean against something. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning uh, like on the news van. Just, just. <laughs> Completely cutting him off from going around me. Okay, then I, I will rule that because you're leaning on the newsman, you are leaning on an open door, and eventually it does the start door to close. Door yeah, door, it just moves me down. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to keep my kosher. And anyway, I think that you should really talk about your interests more. And I think you roll out of the way because of that door, just as Brock moves into sight. He goes. Well, uh, we're about to shoot the first piece. How do I look? The, you know, Mr. Bailey actually maybe attempts to be bold for the first time in forever and steps up and kind of like tidies him like a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a game and this is probably one of the most important like decisions that anyone's going to make all night. I need you to roll that charm. <laughs> roll that oh, yeah. charm. Yep. Is there any yep. way to assist? Can we help him? I, I think I've already assisted. Oh, yeah. I think you have, actually. I want to, if he fails this, I want to do something. Uh, technically, uh, <laughs> if it is a prepared action, or not a prepared action, there, there are two different types of action. There are those that, like, where you're in a time crunch and those where you have, like, a lot of time to prepare them. People can help if you have a lot of time. Mm. This, I'm going to say... That Liz, your pep talk w- would count for that. So you can spend an adversity token if you would like to add. I only to have this one. Role. Well, you know what? You're definitely going to be failing later on tonight when your life is at stake. <laughs> so you might as well use it now. Use? Oh yeah, I'll use it. Oh no! All right. So you got you got a plus one on this. Uh, roll that charm. Okay. Now, can you only spend adversity tokens 
to help other people. I I, I will admit you, I'm not you, quite sure. You can what do it for, for you can do it for yourself too. Um, if you oh. if you want to like sweeten the pot on a roll, you can add adversity tokens to it. it it's okay, a flexible currency, but you can only like pool them together when it's a task that you know everybody is sort of at their leisure to work on. Um, I might okay. be a little flexible about that because I could see if like you were scaling a fence or something that you'd be able to help each other out. But mm. you know, for now, okay. Oh, okay. That's a six. Oh, okay. so plus one is a seven. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I think this was kind of a soft target for you anyway. Like you, you two have been building up a rapport. So I, I think building up a reporter. Mm, there we go. Ooh. Infinite mind of puns. Uh, I'm mad. I think his uh, cheeks flush a little bit. Um, <laughs> he's a little bit bashful. I like that he's a news personality, but you know, he's he's, he's a little bashful as you straighten him up. Um, he uh, hits you with a big grin once you finish up, and like I, I think your eyes meet, and you know, in this moment, you, you can't help uh, smiling at each other. And then uh, someone in the, from the camera crew calls uh, calls over. Brody goes, "You look like butt." But like I like butt, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even someone from the, the crew. They were gonna nope. open their mouth, and then you said that. You look like butt, and then I think <laughs> everyone sort of like. There's so much attention. Yeah. There's so much attention on, on goes, Brody right uh, now. I, I like, but I like butt. <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> he like tucks his white tee in even tighter to his jeans. And the camera guy's like, "The shot, the shot. We got to get the shot." Uh, and he runs over uh, to start uh, filming his his pre roll package for this story. Mister Bailey, I think you've got some BDE, some okay. big dad energy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm gonna be rolling a die. Uh, I'm to mad. See who I'm gonna target with this next? Ooh. Thing. One, two, three, and four. Uh, oh, oh! So, Brody, <laughs> after people have pulled their attention away from you, you are just sort of like looking out around the witch house. He's doing, doing that thing with your pointer finger and your thumb to make a square. Oh, as yeah. If he's going to line up the shot, and so he's going around. Yeah, I think he does that. Goes around until there is like a pulse in the music for this. And you see in your shot, perfectly framed, a young 16-year-old woman. Mm. And she is beckoning to you. What does Brody do? How is she dressed? It looks a little bit out of place. Um, This is garb that you would see in the 20s, 30s era though it's like halloween time so maybe Mm -hmm. it's not completely unusual and i will say just a a general note i I think she's an attractive person okay hmm brody kind of smells his breath Mm -hmm. he licks his hand and he puts down his crew cut (laughs) which he has yep slicks down his crew cut Mm -hmm. slick move slick move and he inspired by mr bailey's yeah huge Ah. success huge success and jump into uh, a, a place of uncomfort, uh, uncomfort. He starts to walk over and and see. Is she behind the fence? Is she? So uh, she was like poking out from part of the house. You could see that she had like one hand and shoulder sort of behind the house, but the other one was framed up in your shot, beckoning to mm-hmm. you. So so he like goes over to investigate. He doesn't get close enough. Like he gets close enough where he can yell, 
Mm-hmm. Of but course. It, but it's clearly not a conversation for anybody else. He's away from the group, but he's close enough to yell. As you're as you're walking over, you see her duck behind the house. Do you round that corner? Uh, yes, I do. You round the corner, and I think over the majority of the house, because this still in pretty rough shape, mm-hmm. uh, even with these contractors here and whatnot, there's like dirt and dust that's sort of on the side of the house. Because again, nobody has lived here for quite some time. Right. Written into that dirt in like a hastily hand scrawled uh, script is enter the house. Mm. <laughs> Brody like bends down and looks at it and kind of looks over his shoulders and he wipes out the dirt, and then he writes his graffiti tag, Sham. <laughs> awesome. Brody, no! <laughs> what? No! For now. <laughs> well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more Kids on Bikes next week. Music featured on this week's episode was acquired through the Free Music Archive, and it includes Dreaming by Lee Rosevere. Can You Kiss Me First by Hair Doctor, Spooky Tension Building Synth by Solar Flare, Omega by Graham Filkowitz, Ambientro by Kid Nasty, and Muffled Synth Pawn by Highway 17. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, be sure to check out Design Doc. Join hosts Hannah Schaefer and Evan Rowland as they redesign their first role-playing game. Design Doc is an experiment in public participatory analog game design. It's fun, it's messy, and you're invited along for the ride. You can find Design Doc on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcasting app. A reminder, this week on Twitch, we've got a new episode of Total Party Kill broadcasting at 7 p.m. Central Time. You'll be able to find that and more at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. And as always, we end one shot with a call to action. Heroes, the voter registration deadline has passed for many states, but it's still open for a few. Head to vote.org to see what the voting rules are like in your state. And while you're online, be sure to look up the location of your local polling place. It's always good to know where to go. And if you get the chance, be sure to vote early. That way you can vote on your schedule and not worry about rushing around the world on election day. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.